Good morning, folks. Rick here. How are we doing this fine and wonderful day? Good morning, Rick. Good, good. Good morning. Good morning. It's Excellent. Laura. Hey, Laura. So we get some. Uh, we got a decent amount of people on already. This is good on this uh, day of the beginning of the national convention. So hopefully you guys are all going to watch it for a while. It's good stuff coming. Okay. Yep. We're ready. So hold on one second. Okay, unfortunately, I have to mute that everybody so we get a nice recording here. But today, okay, uh, I want you guys to, you know, star six to unmute yourself if you have a question. I'm hoping a bunch of you do because today is going to be just me and you guys and hopefully some Q&A from you guys. Okay, so, all right, so um, it is the 22nd of March, all right, which is the uh, almost the end of the first quarter. So um, I like to look at my business in quarters. I like to look at it and go, hmm, how am I doing? Now, when we say how are you doing in real estate, that's not just how many you've closed. It's how many you've closed, what's your pipeline look like, how many pendings do you have, how many active listings do you have, okay? And I guess when I say that, uh, is, that in cons- is that consistent with your goal, meaning that you're on pace, okay? So... To me, that's a, a critical part of the equation is, and, and once again, look, it's the first quarter. You know, we, uh, we carry momentum off the fourth quarter into the first quarter. The first quarter has never been my best quarter, well, especially being from New England. You know, there were some years I only did 15% of my business in the first quarter, and then I would do 35 or just about 35 in the second quarter because we are way more seasonal than here, but still. It still has seasonality here, especially from a transactional standpoint, uh, which is very important to understand. So even if you're, you know, it, I would say if you're at least 15% of your goal closed and pending, you can still make it because the second and third quarters are always busier. Th- that being said, okay, we had a pretty incredible fourth quarter last year, and we've had a pretty incredible first quarter this year. But unless you have listings, it's tough, right? And right now is the beginning of the massive listing time in all four of our markets, four being, you know, um, Orange County, all the way down at Temecula, over, and, then, and then that's one. The second one is, you know, um, the desert, obviously Vegas, and then Phoenix, Scottsdale area. And, um, you know, all, all four of those markets, this is the listing time from right now to just about July 4th, end of June. All right, so your pipeline, and, so, and people go, well, I don't see that happening this year. No, they're coming on the market. They're just going under contract fast. So the active inventory is not, is not uh, you know, it's not growing. And, uh, and I don't expect it to. It might, it might grow a little, but it's not going to grow a lot. So, and those are, look at, everybody prays for the great market. I remember when the market was down. I believe me, I've been doing this for 36 years. I remember it was down, up, in between, you know, upside down. I've been through some crazy markets for different reasons. This is, knock on wood, the most healthy market I've seen. At being, it's the most crazy market, you know, property selling for 10 15% over asking. But it's also the most healthy, and the interest rates are incredible. And, this, you know, they're, they're going to bump up a little bit, which they already have, and then they're going to level a little bit and then bump down. And so that's just the way it's going to go. But when, when anything, you know, when you have a three to start the interest rate, it's incredible. I know we were in the twos for a while, but hey, 
Okay, that wasn't going to be forever. I hope you guys know that wasn't going to be forever. You know, so um, I think we'll be in the threes for a while. And uh, that's still unbelievably incredible. Properties are still selling for 10, 12, 15% over, depending on where you are. Nevada being probably the slowest one to get into that gear, but it's still very incredible here as well. So, okay, so write these questions down. I would. How am I doing so far? And be brutally honest with yourself, but don't beat yourself up. Okay? Now, if you're not where you should be, where should you be? Where should you be? Like, what? I mean, I should have five clothes. I should have three pending. I should, whatever, whatever your numbers should be. All right? And look, at if you need a shot in the arm, I mean, we got two days of the convention right now coming up. I would definitely go it. That's why I cleared my coaching schedule out too. I mean, for the next two days, I always do because I want to be ready and I want to watch, listen, take notes, all that good stuff. You can always sharpen the axe and you always should be sharpening the axe. All right? Okay, any questions about that? How am I doing? Anybody have a thought, a question? Nobody has anything about that. Okay, so second question was, where should I be? You should write that one down too. Okay, and the third question is, are you following your plan? Now, I don't even want to ask the question, do you have one? Because everybody in this call I know has one. And if you don't have one, you should do one immediately. I hope you took my success series last week. Guys, you know, look at you're. and this is just my opinion, like I said, if I was going to get sick of this business, I would have got sick of it a long time ago. It's the most incredible business on the planet for so many reasons. You're an independent contractor. Okay, you're a solo entrepreneur. You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself with this company. You have incredible tools. Everything you need, your webpage. Your, I mean, everything you guys need is available times 10. You can't even use all the tools that are available to you, nor should you even try to. Okay, but if you don't have a plan and you're not following it, you're not taking yourself seriously. So there's still three quarters of the year ahead of you. Even if you started off a little slow, you can right the ship, but you've got to start now. And part of it is be by being brutally honest. Hopefully, every one of you is already on. So if you haven't done a business plan, first off, join my coaching. I mean, I'm selling free coaching. It doesn't cost anything. Mark Stark pays it. Okay, the coaching is free. If you want to get involved with my coaching, all you have to do is email my assistant, Sydney. S-Y-D-N-E-Y, like Sydney, Australia, Mike, Sydney, S, so S-Y-D-N-E-Y-S at B-H-H-S-N-V dot com. Okay, get involved in my coaching. If, you, if it sounds scary, you should definitely get involved in my coaching. It's about accountability. I could give you, I could give you example after example after example. I think the average person in my Coaching this year has a goal to close almost, that's like 260, I think, and 26 or 27 transactions. And last year, I think we were at 22 closed, the average in my, in my 22 or 24, I can't remember. Don't have it in front of me right now, but I, it was pretty good. It's gone up a little every year. It's like 200 and, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a really good year, especially when you factor in the fact that it started off good and then got handicapped for about two and a half months. By this crazy thing, maybe you've heard of it, called the pandemic. All right? So, okay, so you need to have a plan. You need to be following it. And it's one day at a time. Confident and focused. 
people go, that's boring. Well, if you're going to be super successful or partially successful or whatever successful means to you, it, part of it requires repetitious boredom. It's just that simple. You know, I mean, it's that simple. If, you, if, if, if achieving is important to you, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, as the saying is called. It's just, you know, it takes work. It's hard. It's extremely rewarding, though, when you do it. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, here's, a, here's another question. Is there anything additional you need to add activity-wise to what you're currently doing? Okay. Is anybody on this call just lighting it up with new listings? Everybody I talk to is having a little tougher time getting listings right now because of the fact that uh, they're selling overnight. You know, sellers think they can hire anybody. You know, Sally and Dave, commission cutter. Uh, but, but your job is to show them why you're going to net them more money. All right. And having a, an incredible presentation is part of it. Look, even five years ago, five, well, probably more like six, seven years ago, your, your, your presentation was less important, even though I would still have one. I would have still had one back then. Because, you know, if, you, you know, if you'll take it and you'll get it sold and, you know, they'll list with you. Today, because properties are moving so fast, you know, people can't do it wrong and then do it right, and it's your job to explain that to them. Okay, so listing it for 4% or whatever, whatever the number is, okay, they think they're going to net more money than listing with you. Your job is to show them why that's not true, All right? And you have to have a presentation to do that, okay? The presentation has to be disciplined. It has to be, look at you guys. You guys have an incredible presentation here in the VAC 2.0. Use it. Practice it. Learn it. All right, go in confident, competent, and natural. That's what you have to do. I mean, only if... You know, making money is important to you. Once again, this is your life, this is your business. It, you, you, it's going to work as well or as not well as you're committed to doing. And I know that having a plan, being consistent, and uh, following through is critically important. All right? And then it goes back to, you know, do you have the courage that it takes? You know, it, it, you know, when I say courage, it's, it's not like you're going to get shot, maimed, killed. You know, it's not – it's just a matter of you, a lot of times, sacrificing your ego, being vulnerable, like social media for a lot of people. I, honestly, okay, a couple things in real estate shock me, even to this day. And you're talking to one of the biggest holdouts of social media, okay, ever, develop, ever seen by man, me. I didn't, I, five years ago, six years ago now, I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But then I realized, wow, people are doing business from it. Then I realized, wait a minute, what's the difference between that and newspaper advertising, TV, uh, bus benches, billboards, uh, internet stuff? The difference is it's free. You pretty much can do it for free, and people don't take advantage of it. It's kind of like my coaching. You know, you would think I'd have a line for coaching, and I have on more than one occasion, but right now I don't. You know why? Because people are busy. They're running around with buyers and not getting contracts put together when they could be working at getting inventory put together. Now, I'm not telling you don't work with buyers because you should, but if you're going to work with a buyer today, 
This is, there's never been a time in the history of real estate easier to get a buyer broker agreement signed. And I still have people say, well, why would you need that? Why wouldn't you? Okay, it's like, well, I don't actually, you know, need to have insurance on my house. I mean, it's paid off. I mean, uh, why would you ever not have insurance? Why would you ever not? I mean, I don't like insurance. My whole family was in insurance. I got into real estate because I don't like the premise of insurance, but it's necessary. Okay? So absolutely, you know, you need to have the courage to do something different, and it requires being vulnerable. Think about this. All you really have to do with social media is give them some good content, which is available everywhere, all right, and then document what you're doing. Well, I don't have that kind of time. You're already doing it. All you're doing now is doc- it's like saying I don't have time to journal. You don't have time to 15, 20 minutes every night write down the day and what happened. That's a bunch of crap because you're watching the news probably or movies or I had to binge watch. That's one thing I never agreed, I never understood. I'm going to binge watch a whole season on a Saturday. I would rather impale myself with garden tools than do that. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry if you do that. Okay, everybody, I got disconnected. That's the first time that's ever happened while being recorded. Can you guys hear me? Somebody needs to let me know that you can hear me, though. Can somebody star uh, six themselves? And just hey, this is Laura. hey, Rick, it's Amanda. We can hear you now. Okay, good. You can hear me. I'm back now. That's the first time that's hey, ever happened. Did you impale yourself with a garden tool or something? I, I did. <laughs> uh, what I did was I, I, I uh, held it with my feet so it was pointing up and then fell on it really fast. <laughs> Yeah, that's my, okay. I like using extreme crazy examples. You know why I do that? Because then you guys remember what I said prior to that. <laughs> that's my theory anyway. I don't know if it's actually accurate, but it's kind of like habit replacement therapy. I made that up. You remember, I used to talk about it at Mike Ferry. And people used to look yep. at me like I was crazy. Er, now it's in I a am. book. Now it's in a book, baby, and people are talking about it. Huh? <laughs> See that? <laughs> that's all beautiful. All right. All right, Amanda, any questions for me so far? Come on, throw one out. Oh, my goodness. On that buyer brokerage agreement, um, yes. getting like minimums, like 3% or a flat up to, a, you know, I have somebody here who gets a BBA signed every time, gets a $1,000 BAC, and on that BBA also gets 3% or 6500 all day long. That's a comment. Yeah. So why not? All right. Especially today. If yeah. You want to buy, I mean, people are, people are paying 5 6 7% over. You don't think they're going to pay you? It, it, once you explain to them, you, you know, okay, so Amanda, the reason you're losing houses is because here's what the average agent won't tell you. They don't work for you. They do not work for you. Did you know that? Unless you hire that's a, them. That's a great script. Because they don't. Now, I, I know I'm a little probably crazier than this than most people, but because I've been around since, okay, I'm not old, but I'm going to say this anyway. I've been around since before buyer agency existed. 
I remember what it was like before that. Okay, it was awesome because we didn't even have an MLS but then. I mean, we had an MLS, but we, it wasn't on the computer, you know, unless you were really rich and you had a computer in your office that you could use. But, it, you know, I, the one in my office had dot matrix paper. Remember those computers, those printers? Go yeah. back and forth and it would, fold, it would fold behind. So I remember what it was like. Okay, so that's why in your test as getting a real estate license, there's the words caveat emptor, which means buyer beware. Because before buyer agency, if you had two agents in the agreement, one was the agent to the seller and the other was the sub-agent to the seller. It's almost unfair. It wasn't almost unfair. It was in NAR, somewhere in the early 90s, right around the same time that Al Gore invented the, <laughs> invented the internet. I always joke about that. He didn't really, but he tried to take credit for it. But anyway, so they came around about the same time, buyer agency, and then also the internet became huge. And by the way, as a disruptor, you know, like Open Door, Offer Pad, you know, Zillow, the first disruptor was actually the internet in real estate, or that since I've been in the business anyway. Okay, so, so I'm going to explain to them, because you need to hire me. If you want, you need, look, at, this requires 24-7. You need to be available. So here's what I need from you. I need you to give me everything you want in the home and everything you don't want. I need you to talk to my lender. I already have my own. I understand, but you need to talk to mine. I didn't say you have to use them, and I use Axia Mortgage, John, or Mike, or Chris. But I, John happens to be in St. Rose, so I got to know John when I first moved here, and he's helped me several times, and my friends. Okay, so I, I, so I can, he's a testimonial. He's, I can vouch for him. He knows what he's talking about. All right, so I need to make sure that when we find the house, you're ready to go. I don't know about Sally Smith from Taillight Mortgage. That's my joke. There's no company called Taillight Mortgage. But, you know, especially if they're like, you know, um, Bank of America or, you know, uh, you know, even Chase or any of the big banks. I, you, know, you know, so I, they're not my favorite. So uh, I, and, and then I want them to sign the agreements they need to sign. So now, Amanda, your job is only to be available. You've got to talk to your boss. You know, whichever one of you, if you, you know, sometimes the wife will make the decision, you know, or that's fine. But one, both of you is better, but at least one of you needs to be available. And like in, when I call you and I say you need to be there in an hour, you need, so you got to talk to your boss, you got to talk to whoever. Is that something you can do right now? Yes, great, let's go. No, well, then all you're going to do is frustrate yourself. Like the people that say, okay, it's Monday, set them up for this weekend. What up for this weekend? Any, I have to wait to Thursday to find to be able to show you stuff because the stuff I would show you on I would set up on Monday will not be here on Saturday. The ones you want to see anyway. So I, I'm going to scare up buyers, and you should. I had one guy on my coaching last week uh, from uh, California say to me, "I'm currently working with 19 buyers." I said, "You are out of your mind and a lunatic. It's impossible. It's impossible." Okay, you can't be working with 19, 20, because do they all have a buyer broker agreement signed? Well, no. Do they, so I would go, you know, if I, I'd call on 19, have the conversation I just had, and if um, I had five left, I'd be ecstatic. And then, you know, maybe another five eventually. You know, you, you can't help, you, I mean, you can't, unless they're willing to follow the process, you can't help them right now. Everybody just gets frustrated. You're always the bad guy. Remember that. 
Okay, you're always the bad guy. If you go to court, you lose. <laughs> so don't ever go to court. As a real estate agent, I'm telling you, you're the bad guy every single time. So why set yourself up to be the bad guy when you don't have to be? Does that make sense, everybody? Thank you, Amanda, for the question. I appreciate it. Anybody else have a question? No, Rick, but I wanted to make a comment regarding the uh, buyer's broker agreement. Uh, sure. In order to take, to, care, to take care of the client and give him all the best, you got to re legally represent him. There is only a way. Right. It's, uh, either with the listing agreement or the buyer broker agreement. There is no other way. Yep. Yeah, it solidifies the fiduciary responsibility, and, and that's what I basically tell them. I'm not going to work with you. You can't, you can't be my customer because that's what you are unless you sign a buyer broker agreement. You're, you're a customer. Okay, it doesn't, doesn't have the same requirements. It doesn't have the fiduciary responsibility. You, I'm not going to walk the line of ethics. That's what I consider it. So that's a great point, Murad. Very good. I don't, you know, I just won't do that. That's myself. That's me. You know, and I understand other agents will. I've had people say no and then come back two weeks later because they keep losing deals in a market like this. I've had people leave and never come back. I mean, you know, some people get turned off. See, I think... The people that really want to buy, and now I've just showed them a whole different process than they've heard from anybody, the really serious ones go, okay, let's do that. That sounds like a super commitment. I'm willing, I need to do that. Okay. It is a super commitment. So I think it, I think it means a lot. And, you know, um, I was um, – before I got cut off, I was on my, you know, uh, rant, I would say even, about social media. So that's the buyer broker agreement. Okay, it's really that simple. I, I would use that if you want to, you know, um, hear that talk again. Go to my go to my YouTube channel. All that's all that stuff's on there. All right, and uh, you know, most agents, even the ones that said I never use those, are starting to use them. I want to do things that are different than the average agent. I mean, think about this. I don't even know why NAR or our local MLS lets you. You can't, put a, you can't put a listing in without a sign agreement. Why would you be able, to be able to work with a buyer without a sign agreement? That should be the next step, honestly. And then once it's, it's like, if once it's a must, then all of a sudden everybody accepts it as norm and, okay, now I can do it. No, no I love what you're telling me too. No, 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 no. We don't do that here. That's the funniest line. Uh, no, it's a form that exists that you can use. Yeah, but nobody does. Well, that doesn't mean it's right. Go ahead, Murad. Rick, it's a lack of confidence. And also, if you make it part of the protocol yeah. and the procedure, it's just uh, another step. The same thing. Like, you, in order to, show, to put an offer, you've got to have a duty result. And it's the same thing. You've got to have your uh, yeah. broker agreement. It's part of the protocol. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I know a handful of people that actually have it signed when they get the agreement signed. I'm like, that's too late. Yeah, it is, it, and it is confidence. Well, first off, when you prospect consistently, you have more times at the plate. When you have more times at the plate, you become more confident. You become more confident. You become more natural. And then it comes across. How do you do all that? I just covered that by having the courage to go through the uncomfortable. Be vulnerable. Most people are afraid to do that. It's crazy, actually. No, you think people are watching? People are watching themselves. You screw up, it's a... It's, it's a thought that goes through their head that's eventually gone. That's why people go, well, that was pretty embarrassing on social media. Yeah, but the next day, nobody cares because it's all new day and new social media stuff. 
And all they remember is they remember your name because you were consistent. Okay, that's, just, that's the key. It's not a matter of perfection. There is no perfection. As a matter of fact, if it's too perfect on social media, people don't look at it. They like raw, natural, from the heart, from the gut, be vulnerable. You know, that's, what, that's the stuff that really works. Okay? All right, so, th- so this is uh, – and anybody hit star six, jump in, because I'm going to do a little wrap-up here. But if you have a question, now's a good time. Question, and everybody, every one of you should be on the convention today, should be watching the convention today. I mean, you can watch it from your office. You have no excuse. You don't even have to get on a plane, which I'm kind of missing, actually, because uh, I like going to the national conventions. They're great. You learn more when you're face-to-face, and you make it, uh, you know, like a, a commitment, a trip, the whole deal. Okay, so I went through a bunch of questions. How are you doing? Where should you be right now? Are you following a plan? Okay, dot, 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 do I have one? That's scary to think that, though, right now. Okay, is there anything additional you need to add? Or do you just need to be consistent on the stuff that you already had on there? Have the courage to do the stuff you need to do. Get through the uncomfortable. Being vulnerable is part of the process. It's that simple. If you're comfortable all the time, you're not trying enough. If you go to the gym and you leave dry, you're not pushing it enough. Okay? If you're not listening, I mean, really, if you're not listening to audiobooks all the time or, you know, in your car while you're working out or walking or whatever you're doing, you know, you can't expect your mindset to get better. Your mindset doesn't get better just because you decided. I mean, making a decision is critical, but then you've got to follow it up with the action. All right, any questions for me today? Come on, people now. Don't be shy. All right, folks, listen, we'll pick this up. Actually, no, next week I'm gone. I'm on vacation next week, so we'll skip a week. No, actually, so, hello. Uh, I'm going to be, I have somebody covering for me. Wow. Okay, and uh, Jamal Ely is going to be doing a topic, okay, on, uh, I think it's going to be quality conversations, role-playing, scripts, all that good stuff. So I would definitely be on that. He'll be covering while I'm gone. I mean, I won't be here, but he'll be doing the call. All right, so be on the call. If you need me, call me anytime. You guys are the best. We will pick this up in exactly one week. All right, guys, thank you. Woo-hoo. Bye. Thank you, Rick. Thank, thank you, Rick. Rick.